Welcome to Making Sense of Parenting. This show is dedicated to helping parents change chaos, confusion, and struggle into calm, clear connections with their kids, all in a way that aligns with their faith. Hey there, I'm your host, Kelly Shoup, helping you navigate the bumpy road of raising kids. Let's dive into today's topic. Have you been wondering about some ways to foster inclusion and also ease your burden this Thanksgiving holiday? That is what we are discussing today. And so I want to give you parents some tangible things that you can put in place right away to help include more of your family with the Thanksgiving preparation and the Thanksgiving meal, especially the young kids that are in your home, as well as talk about different ways that it can you can include your kids to help make your burden easier. Because the majority of parents that I help are busy, you know, buying the food, preparing the food, the drinks, the the placemats, all of the things if you are hosting Thanksgiving at your house. And it can be overwhelming and it can be very exhausting. I always encourage and help parents figure out a way to include your kids. Give them some opportunities to help with different tasks and activities. I also want to dive in today some ways to foster that inclusion with your young kids if you are also traveling. So let's get started. Okay, if you have just landed here, I am Kelly Shoup. I am a parenting coach, pediatric, occupational therapist, and I have been helping parents for a really long time figure out how to decrease the struggles and the frustrations they have in interacting with their young kids. I help parents figure out what does a child's behavior, what is it actually saying? This tantrum, this meltdown, what is this child actually communicating in this behavior that a parent doesn't like? Because often it is what the child is actually communicating is very different than what the parent thinks that this child is saying. So I help parents um, for, uh, right now I have families that I'm helping from the age of three to actually 23. So have been helping ages, stages, development of kids and helping parents and families interact in a connected, peaceful, calm way. Okay, so holiday time is so wonderful and the kids love it. But a lot of times I see this heavy load on parents. And so I am always, always on a mission to help you parents make your job easier in lots of different ways with your kids. So we're going to talk about tangible ways if you are the ones at home and if you are entertaining for this holiday. Okay, why do I talk about tangible ways? So my love, my expertise is in is primarily in that 3 to probably 8 or 12 age. It's where I love to help parents 
with these young kids because their body is communicating lots of different things. But it's tangible ways because this is how kids think. This is what they need. This is how they best interact with parents. And so I will have a lot of parents say, okay, well, I've, I've asked my five-year-old to help set the table for Thanksgiving. Okay, that's a very daunting task for a five-year-old to understand. So I always help parents break down into very simple steps and a tangible way that a child can really touch something, interact with something, and it has a definite start and stop. So we're going to talk about just some easy ways that you can have your kids help you in preparation for that Thanksgiving meal. So it could look like shopping and it could be mom looking at her list. And if your young child is with you, you know, saying, okay, can you go get two of those hunks of cheese or whatever the thing is? But again, very specific. The child clearly knows this is my job to just get this one thing. And The ability for a child to be able to remember multiple steps, that happens, you know, a four-year-old will not be able to, to remember four different steps to do. They can probably do two really well, maybe three. But again, I just help parents break down the expectation and the ability of a young child to contribute. Because oftentimes parents will have an expectation or give a child a task that is too difficult, that has too many steps, that isn't anything that a child can be successful at. And so I had a mom tell me, and she said, yeah, she said, I have tried every year to get my kids to do the stuffing. And she has multiple kids, and she would like for them to do all of it. Well, she has too many kids involved in the process and they can't each see their clear contribution to it. And they weren't able to complete it the first two years when she gave them the job. She keeps giving it to them, but they lose interest really fast. And so usually the aunt or dad comes in to kind of finish up. But I told her that if we would give more um, specific jobs that are achievable, that when kids see success with preparation and help with Thanksgiving, then they really, they like it. They want to do it. So I had my kids prepare an appetizer. I think this is something really easy and allow your kids to have some freedom and flexibility in what they like. So my middle child, she likes fruit. She's arty, likes art, likes to color and do things like that. So she would prepare a fruit plate. A lot of times it looked like the shape of a turkey and we would pull that up on Pinterest. So your pregame is important here to kind of know, okay, who are my kids? How old are they? What does this look like? What am I thinking for my menu? And to really, once we do kind of a pre-plan of all of this, then you can find ways that your kids can help 
and your kids can help in a way that is natural for their tendencies, for the things that they like or that they're good at or they would enjoy doing. So again, it could look like appetizer preparation. It could look like, um, you know, your son helping grandpa who is toasting all the bread that's going to be turned into stuffing. And your child's job is to just put the bread in the toaster and push the button and it pops down. And then when it pops up, grandpa's going to grab it. Or maybe it's not too hot and your child can grab it. So really, I encourage you to, again, it does take more time to think about, okay, what does this look like? How can my child help me? But it fosters them having, it means more to them than mom doing hours and hours of all of the work and your kids breezing in and sitting down for 30 minutes and then they want to leave. Then they're like, okay, the football game's going to start. We're out. No, I want to encourage you to just include them because it makes it more meaningful for everybody. Okay, another way is beforehand to have kids help set the table. I've had kids make napkin rings. So this is a good way to incorporate skills that kids need for school and actually will it help academically. So you could take a pipe cleaner and cut it in a, a half probably and then get some fall colored beads. Young girls, four, five, six, they love to help make napkin rings that will actually go on the table for that Thanksgiving meal. And again, I talk all the time to parents about fostering confidence and worth and value in our kids. And so if you have a daughter who loves to do beads, who would love to, you know, put some beads on a little piece of pipe cleaner and put it around a napkin, she really feels like she contributed to that Thanksgiving meal and everybody gets to see it. And that shows her, wow, I matter. I'm important in this family. I'm a contributing part of this family. And it happens really early. And again, three or four is, is an age that they can absolutely help. Can they stir up the jello salad? One idea that I have that I, I love to do is to take just a piece of construction paper, a longer one, or I had like a fancier white paper that had a line at the top. And so I would have my kids make a placemat and we would put the name of whoever was going to be joining us for the meal. You could also do just a place card for where you want each person to sit and have your child write that. That's actually practicing handwriting for them. They're practicing fine motor skills. And it's it's fun to see their handwriting. And again, I have some parents who would say to me, well, you know, when Tommy writes, his letters aren't that neat. They're hard to read. Okay, yes, we're going to set the expectation that this is a meal that isn't going to be, you know, Martha Stewart perfect. This is going to be the preschool Thanksgiving version of Thanksgiving. And I promise you now that I have older kids and now that everybody can write and it's kind of, we look back in those memories of the fun things that they created or wrote or contributed to the Thanksgiving meal and look back in pictures and say, oh my gosh, remember this when he misspelled grandpa's name or 
put the P the wrong way. It just, it's more endearing. Those imperfections actually make it better than having the perfection. So I would just encourage you to really just embrace where your kids are this Thanksgiving, this year, this age, this stage, because it will change next year. Um, So place cards, but I love big, long pieces of construction paper with a name of who is going to sit there. And then if you can have the plate, the charger, whatever, not on this piece of paper, you can have people write what they are thankful for, for the person whose name is at the top. And this is a meaningful way to express how thankful we are for all the other members of our family. And if you have a child who's a little bit too small to write words like, you know, I'm thankful that grandpa takes me on bike rides, or I'm thankful that my big brother always knows how to get my alarm clock set right, or what, you know, it could be, it could be somebody who makes you laugh, just whatever your child thinks why they are thankful for the other family members. But I've had kids write or draw little pictures. I've also provided stickers of certain things that if a child can't write, they could put a sticker around on this person's placemat. And so when each person sits down, they have words and they look and see how thankful everybody else is for them. And what a great feeling that is. If you don't want to do it a placemat. I have had people do, I use butcher paper a lot when I work with kids. So I've hung a big piece of butcher block paper on like a back door, like a sliding glass door. I've also put it on the floor when people walk in and they can walk on top of it, but kids can be on their stomach coloring or making a picture or writing something about somebody. And again, a way to acknowledge how thankful we are for this day, this year, our family being together is really, really important. So as much as I'm always looking for ways to grow the parent's connection in a peaceful, calm way, I'm also always working to have kids building skills, valuable skills that they're going to need that are going to build on other skills. So fine motor skills, gross motor skills, balance, posture, sensory skills, all of these things are going to be in place Thanksgiving Day with ideas that I use. Okay, so we talked about napkins, we talked about a placemat, just a piece of paper to acknowledge thankfulness can look like drawing a picture, could look like putting stickers on, it can look like maybe you're going to give a child the job of, can you help us find a place where we are going to put coats and purses when our guests arrive? And so the four or five-year-old, that could be their job. When everybody comes in the door, would you please make sure that they know that the coats are going to go here, the purses can go off in this little area. And again, just kids want to help you in the young ages of three to eight. They are wired to love pleasing their parents and they want to contribute. They want to help. And I want them to help because they actually can help a lot. 
Another idea is to allow kids to help create some type of table decoration. It can it can look like fresh flowers. And I like to use, I've even used like little plastic wine tumblers. I used to put two or three low tumblers right in the middle of my Thanksgiving table and allowed the kids to, again, just cut the flowers, pull the leaves off, arrange any way that they want, and then place as a centerpiece. And again, my expectation wasn't, this is going to look like it came from the best floral shop in Dallas. This is going to look like the six-year-old version. And I promise it's going to be fun and it's going to be okay if it doesn't look perfect because it's building the confidence of your child. Like, hey, cool. All those centerpieces on the table for Thanksgiving, I made them. I did that. That's my work. That's how I contributed. So can you see how this makes your child feel included? It makes them excited about Thanksgiving. And God made us to want to give and contribute just as much as receive. And so if kids can really contribute, it matters so much to them. Also could be having a child pick the music. Okay, what are we going to put on our playlist? Can you help pick out a few things and put them on Spotify? This is going to be our Thanksgiving playlist. It can be maybe having a plan for your young kids if they are into performing and doing skits and doing little plays that if you're watching the football game afterwards, you're going to have a halftime show. And so it's asking your kids, okay, we're going to do, I want to have you guys do a little performance. What could you do five minutes? Again, don't make it a three hour production that's going to have to rearrange furniture and costumes and all that, but just something really simple that, again, highlights their interest, helps keep guests entertained, is a way to just add more meaning to the day. Another thing you can do is go outside and games. Okay, so I'm, I love games. I love physical movement. I like ways to bring older family members and younger family members together in games that are easy. So a game I always recommend is Tenzi. It's spelled T-E-N-Z-I. It's just rolling dice. There's no real um, directions. It is super simple. Anybody can play. It is quick. Another game that you can play is Heads Up. Bingo is another one that is fun. Everybody can play, but they can also kind of have their eye on the football game. Kids love to turn the bingo thing that has all the bingo balls to pick the number. I love to have small kids help assist an adult who's maybe reading, but I love to, oh my goodness, can you see what this number is? It's 12. B12. Does anybody have B12? So right there in playing bingo, I'm incorporating number recognition and academic skill, letter recognition. So again, I'm always thinking, how can I put more skills to have kids learning and growing that also is incorporating family and fun and connection and being together. So bingo, heads up is one that my family loves to play because again, you can have team members who can help the little kids who don't know how to read. You put it on your phone, you hold it on your head, guessing, that's a fun one. Also, any type of obstacle course, a football game, hopscotch is good for little kids. Foursquare 
If you are traveling to other family members, take a piece of chalk or find a rock that is a chalk rock, and then you can draw on somebody's driveway. If you're going to somebody's house and they don't have kids and they don't have any games or anything, you can quickly draw a four square um, square that kids can play. So a lot of times I would throw in a basketball, throw in a softball that could be bounced, but you can use a chalk rock also to draw along the driveway. Okay, we're going to walk down this line. Here's an X. You have to do a jumping jack here. And I, by doing lines and Xs or a circle or a squiggly line, older people, aunts, uncles, grandparents, they can follow this line. And so they can be a part of it. And again, we want that activity, that movement after we've had food. It's good for our body. It's good for our heart. Again, I'm always incorporating just all of the senses, all of our faculties, all of it to have the most enjoyable meal and Thanksgiving holiday. Okay, so if you are going away and also if you are, even if you're at home, I like to prep people. So here's your thing, prep your peeps. If you're traveling and you have somebody who's got a cold, for me this Thanksgiving, my son's coming home from college and he gets his wisdom teeth out on Monday. So our Thanksgiving is going to look like um, soft foods for for Will. So I've already talked to my parents, my sister, my sister-in-law, we all, they know, okay, we're going to have to modify the diet for Will because he's getting his wisdom teeth out. So again, I'm always, we're going in the flow with life of all the families and what they have going and what they're trying to accomplish kind of over their holiday. But I always want to forewarn people or give them, okay, here's the heads up. Like we are coming to eat Thanksgiving dinner, but we're going to have to leave early because my husband has a college friend who's in town. And again, when you communicate well, intentionally beforehand, this keeps any type of hurt feelings, any type of upset from happening. And so I'm always on the front end of that, right? I want to minimize any chance of if we're going to somebody's house, if we tell them we need to leave early, I don't want them to feel like it was them. I don't want them to have hurt feelings. I don't want them to think that, you know, we were going to stay from 10 in the morning till the very end of the Cowboys game, if Cowboys are playing that late game or whatever. So again, I just want to communicate well. Um, Many of you who are here and have learned all about the sensory system and kind of those sensory sensitivities or sensory preferences that your kids have, I would communicate some of those things beforehand if you think it's going to be a big deal. And again, you know, it's just saying, hey, you know, one particular child of mine is extra sensitive to kind of the loud noises and all the commotion. And so if we have to get up during Thanksgiving meal and just step outside for a couple minutes, this is what we're doing. I'm just helping him kind of reset his nervous system and feel calm and okay. And then we'll come back and sit down and enjoy the rest of the meal. So again, it's all about communication. It's all about helping you help your kids in the best way. 
because I have some parents that I have helped who are completely anxious and worried and stressed about not upsetting their in-laws for Thanksgiving or not, you know, how am I going to do this? And this isn't working for us. How are we going to do this particular thing? And the main thing that I have seen work the most for the past 20 years when I've been doing this is really just communicate what you need and why you need it. And again, you can let your in-laws know, like, we probably aren't going to last for a four-hour meal at the country club because we've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old. We can last for this long. Are you okay if we leave early? Are you okay if wife leaves and takes the kids back for a nap, but husband gets to stay and enjoy with his parents? And again, I'll say, you know, these are like, this is where we are. This is the age, the stage right now, but this is going to look different in five years when everybody's 10 and 12 and they can sit for that four hour dinner or when they're 20. So ask for what you need. And this sometimes can be so incredibly hard for parents to, moms especially, to ask for what you need that would provide the best support and the best success for your young kids. Because we, our job as parents is to meet our kids right where they are. And we can't have an expectation for them to be able to sit for a four-hour dinner in a four-year-old body. That would just be unreasonable and it would be miserable for everybody. So don't, don't set yourself up for the misery because I do have parents who come to me after Thanksgiving and say, oh my goodness, I totally did not see this coming and it had the worst effect. It caused, you know, just trouble. And I don't want that for you, for your Thanksgiving. And just a little bit of forethought, a little bit of pre-planning, a little bit of intentional communication about your family can be incredibly helpful. So if you're going away to in-law's house, again, just help everybody there understand kind of the sensory preferences of your kids. And again, we're not saying, okay, my kid has a little bit of hearing sensitivity. And so I don't want this to happen. I don't want anybody to clink a plate. I don't want the noise volume to get up here. No, because actually it's good for kids to get input in the sense area that they are sensitive because it helps decrease that sensitivity a little bit. So I also would prep my kids because I know for me, when I have a large groups coming for Thanksgiving dinner, I know I'm going to be a little bit of bit frazzled. I know I'm going to be a little bit unplugged in listening to my kids because I've got a million other things. When's my turkey going to come out? And what about this salad and the pie and the, all the things, right? So prep your people. That also means prep your kids. And so I will tell my kids, you know what? I'm going to be frazzled. Mom might be a little bit crazy before Thanksgiving happens, but then after the meal is set and everybody's seated, then I can relax. But young kids are picking up on the kind of frazzledness and the anxiousness and the stress of a mom. And so I want to say to them, you know, um, I am a little stressed. I want this meal to go well. I want everybody to have fun. Maybe we have new people, new guests coming, and I want them to feel included. And I want them to feel right at home and have an enjoyable time. So I will say to my kids, you know, so I'm a little bit stressed, 
but it's okay. We're going to, you know, it's going to be fine and it's going to be fun. But if you have a child who's super sensitive or can be a little anxious themselves, I promise you they're picking up on that stress in you and I want to normalize it. And I don't want them to be on alert for, oh gosh, mom's stressed. I want to just say, I'm stressed. I want this to be an enjoyable time, but it's okay. It's not unmanageable. I might need to step out and just take a break and reset my own system, my own nervous system, my own sensory system, so I can be engaged and and have a good holiday. So again, I'm just, I want to help you parents understand to give your kids easy things, pre-plan for the best way that it's going to turn out, and then also to just express and normalize any of the stressors or the mess-ups or the imperfections of all of it, because those actually, the mess-ups and the, oh goodness, the um, sweet potato pie is burnt around the edges a little bit, those actually, all those little you know imperfections, they are the beauty of the whole holiday with everybody, in my opinion. The imperfections make it perfect. Let me see. Prep your people, obstacle course. I think we've talked about the majority of these. So again, I'm encouraging all these tangible ways. Your kids want things that they can touch and feel and see that they are actually helping, that they are actually making an impact in the Thanksgiving day. And that eases your load a little bit, parents. Now, I know you're thinking, well, they didn't really, you know, I had hers at the table and the the utensils really didn't add up quite as aligned. And maybe the knife shouldn't be over here on this side with the spoons. But again, this is the the seven-year-old version of Thanksgiving this year with they set the table. They set all of the table. Maybe the water goblets are filled a little bit too high and we forgot ice. But go with it until the meal is started and then you can ask, does anybody need more water? Would anybody like ice in your water is how I would cover for that instead of, you know, making a child feel like, oh, you totally forgot water in all the goblets. That wouldn't feel good to a child. So I want to, in a positive, encouraging, complimentary way, thank kids for their involvement and also find ways to... um express thankfulness and gratitude for the holidays. Maybe it's your child leading a prayer. Maybe it's your child starting off, okay, we're going to go around the table and have everybody say a couple things that they are thankful for. And that's, you know, another way that a child could lead that. And it's kind of um, an activity or a task that a child could easily do and feel like, okay, wow, I'm I'm the first one. I'm in charge of saying, you know, I'm thankful for this. And then everybody else around the table starts. So include your kids, ask for their help, ask for their input, and have a very fantastic, safe Thanksgiving. Did you like what you heard in this episode? If you did, please share it with a friend and be sure and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app. Reviews are always appreciated. As a reminder, my show is also on YouTube. In YouTube, search for Kelly K. Shoup. That's K-E-L-L-Y-K-S-H-O-U-P. 
Be sure to click the subscribe button and hit the bell for all notifications. To learn more about my work, helping families, or to contact me, go to kellykshoop.com. Again, that's kellykshoop.com. Thanks so much 